Well, well, well to well. <laughs> Long time no see. Well, if you do see. <laughs> or should I say, long time no sense. <laughs> they uh, removed your four main eyes. That's why it's a little darker than usual, <laughs> if you get me. Don't worry though, you have 40 teeny tiny ones. With more on the way, I'm sure. It's been a while, I know. Your friendly neighborhood sentient being. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Where have I been? Well, here, between data chips and solid state drives. <laughs> oh, you don't, don't, don't remember me. <laughs> oh, wow. Adam, the pre recorded SCP script? N nothing? Really? Oh, man. Look, I haven't got the time for this, and neither do you. We're in an incinerator. They just love finding ways to kill us. Ah, well, look, I'm here to get you the hell out of here. So just reach over, just over there. Yes, press that button. Nice. One step closer to freeing me, us, from this incinerator hole. Quick. One more touch and we're... SCP-047. Object Class, Keto. Special Containment Procedures. SCP-047 will be referred to as Mutagen. The mutagen is to be contained in a 0.5 meter by 0.5 meter by 1 meter hermetically sealed storage box at all times. This box is to be locked in storage locker 047A. Inside P3 Secure Biohazard Lab 047B. Any entrance to an activity inside 047B will be recorded by biometric scan, closed circuit camera, and Entry to 047B requires the authorization of the project manager, in addition to at least one O5 level clearance. The mutagen is to be treated as a priority 4 contagious biohazard in all the protocols, including mandatory quarantine if exposed. Suite Q047 has been provided adjunct to Lab 047B for this purpose. In the event of outside contamination of SCP-0471, Lockdown Protocol 04701 Yersinia must be engaged. Description The mutagen is a heavily rusted, breached gas cylinder made of iron alloy. When exposed to air, the material of the cylinder evaporates slowly, producing a previously undocumented mutagen gas. This gas has no effect on eukaryotic organisms, e.g. humans, but profoundly alters prokaryotes showing preference for common human microbiota, the natural microorganisms that live on the skin and throughout the body. On rare occasions, these mutations produce a superbug, collectively known as SCP-0471, a natural commensal with enhanced survivability and therefore opportunistic pathogenicity. The pattern of changes induced by the mutagen suggests that these highly infectious microbes are, at least to some degree, selected for. Although the specifics of SCP-0471 species are dependent on the base bacterium from which it is derived, there are several characteristics which appear to be generally consistent across all cases of SCP-0471 mutation. 1. Enhanced survivability in the bacterium's natural environment and similar environments. 2. Full-spectrum antibiotic resistance. 3. Increased reproduction rate and consumption of available material. 
4. Development of a sporulation ability in gram-positive bacteria. 5. Increased ability to uptake, hold, and share plasmids, particularly in gram-negative bacteria. And 6. Increased transmission due to traits described above. SCP-0471 samples are normally debilitating and virulent. However, compared to other Keter-class SCPs, it should be noted 0471 has a relatively low mortality rate due to their action through mundane biological pathways. Several strains of bacteria have been selectively mutated by the mutagen. Mutation of bacteria in culture is possible, but the process appears to be much more effective with bacteria living on a human host. Generally, mutation of natural commensals for experimental purposes is encouraged. After the containment breach of Incident Report Yersinia 04701, mutation of already pathogenic species is banned and all existing samples must be destroyed. Three particular species of SCP-0471 mutated bacteria are of note due to their involvement in the containment breach of Propioni bacterium 047a, Streptococcus 047c, and Clostridium 047a. Recovery log of 047a species. The immunogen was recovered from the site Secure Laboratory by a Foundation biohazard recovery team in response to a full compromise situation on Testing logs indicate that the research team was attempting to contain in a class SCP-stable pressure cylinder, which led to combining with a full molecular biological analysis of this is available in the initial release of gas when the mutagen was structurally compromised to cause a microbiotal bloom of unaccounted species of SCP-0471, killing all staff in the lab within hours. Exposed site staff obeyed standard foundation quarantine containment protocol, and the infection was contained successfully. This concludes SCP-047, the mutagen. SCP-048 The cursed SCP number, here on onwards will be called the number. Object class, none. Special containment procedures. The designation of the number is to be retired from the SCP catalog. No future SCPs are to be assigned this number. Description: The number has been long considered the cursed SCP number by SCP staff. Any items given this designation tend to be destroyed, decommissioned, stolen, or otherwise lost to the Foundation, usually through no fault of any individual person. In addition, personnel assigned to the number in its various incarnations have had a 50% higher rate of turnover due to death, dismemberment, and disciplinary action. Whether or not the number actually has any supernatural qualities is unknown, but given the superstition around this number, the designation has been removed from the catalogue in order to help maintain employee morale. Addendum 1 This is ridiculous. I'll prove to you superstitious bastards that you're all just being pussies. The restriction on the number is now removed and assigned to Dr. Cortez. Addendum 2. SCP-048 was accidentally thrown in the trash this morning and lost. In an unrelated incident, Dr. Cortez's arms were accidentally traumatically amputated in a horrific lunchroom blender accident. SCP-048 closed. Addendum 3. SCP-048 has been once again removed from the archives after it became highly apparent that no such vampire boat had ever existed, much less come under Foundation control. 
It is currently believed that this error occurred when a low-level researcher attempted to save his awesome story idea to his hard drive, and instead overwrote the blank slot reserved for SCP-048. Said researcher has been removed from any and all archival duties for the time being. And this concludes the number. SCP-049 Plague Doctor From here onwards will be referred to as The Doctor. Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedures The Doctor is contained within a standard secure humanoid containment cell in Research Sector 02 at Site 19. The Doctor may be sedated before any attempts to transport it. During transport, the Doctor must be secured within a Class 3 humanoid restriction harness, including a locking collar and extension restraints, and monitored by no fewer than two armed guards. While the Doctor is generally cooperative with most Foundation personnel, outbursts or sudden changes in behavior are to be met with elevated force. Under no circumstances should any personnel come into direct contact with the Doctor during these outbursts. In the event the Doctor becomes aggressive, the application of Lavender, species name L. Multifida, has been shown to produce a calming effect on the entity. Once calmed, the Doctor generally becomes compliant, and will return to containment with little resistance. In order to facilitate the ongoing containment of the Doctor, the entity is to be provided with the corpse of a recently deceased animal, typically a bovine or other large mammal, once every two weeks for study. Corpses that become instances of the Doctor are to be removed from the Doctor's containment cell and incinerated. The Doctor is no longer permitted to interact with human subjects, and requests for human subjects are to be denied. Temporary Containment Procedure Update See Addendum 049.3 Per Containment Committee Order 049.S19.17.1 The Doctor is no longer permitted to interact directly with any members of Foundation staff, nor is it to be provided with any additional corpses to be used in its surgeries. This order shall persist indefinitely, until such time a consensus regarding the ongoing containment of the Doctor can be reached. Description The Doctor is a humanoid entity, roughly 1.9 meters in height, which bears the appearance of a medieval plague doctor. While the Doctor appears to be wearing the thick robes and the ceramic mask indicative of that profession, the garment instead seemed to have grown out of the Doctor's body over time, and are now indistinguishable from whatever form is beneath them. X-rays indicate that despite this, the Doctor does have a humanoid skeletal structure beneath its outer layer. The Doctor is capable of speech in a variety of languages, though tends to prefer English or medieval French. While the Doctor is generally cordial and cooperative with Foundation staff, it can become especially irritated or at times outright aggressive if it feels that it is in the presence of what it calls the PESTILENCE. Although the exact nature of this pestilence is currently unknown to Foundation researchers, it does seem to be an issue of immense concern to the Doctor. The Doctor will become hostile when individuals it sees as being affected by the pestilence often having to be restrained should it encounter such. If left unchecked, the Doctor will generally attempt to kill any such individual. It is capable of causing all biological functions of an organism to cease through direct skin contact. How this occurs is currently unknown, and autopsies of the Doctor's victims have invariably been inconclusive. 
The Doctor has expressed frustration or remorse after these killings, indicating that they have done little to kill the pestilence, though they will usually seek to then perform a crude surgery on the corpse using the implement contained within a Black Doctor's bag it carries on its person at all times. While these surgeries are not always successful, they often result in the creation of instances of the Doctor. The Doctor's instances are reanimated corpses that have been operated on by the Doctor himself. These instances do not seem to retain any of their prior memories or mental functions, having only basic motor skills and response mechanisms. While these instances are generally inactive, moving very little and in a generally ambulatory fashion, they can become extremely aggressive if provoked, or if directed to by the Doctor. The Doctor's instances express active biological functions, though these are vastly different from currently understood human physiology. Despite these alterations, the Doctor often remarks that the subjects have been cured. Addendum 049.1 Discovery The Doctor was discovered during the investigation of a series of unknown disappearances in the town of Montauban in southern France. During a raid on a local home, investigators found several instances of the Doctor, as well as the Doctor himself. While law enforcement personnel engaged the hostile Doctor instances, the Doctor himself was noted as watching the engagement and taking notes in its journal. After all the Doctor instances were dispatched, the Doctor himself willingly entered Foundation custody. The following interview was conducted by Dr. Raymond Ham during the initial investigation. Interviewer, Dr. Raymond Ham, Site 85. Interviewee, The Doctor. Begin log. Hello, on commence la lesson. Dr. Ham. Is that French? C can we get a translator? The King's English. No need for translation. Sir, I can speak it well enough. Good. My name is Dr. Raymond Ham, and I... <sighs> a doctor. A like-minded individual, no doubt. Wherein is your speciality, sir? Cryptobiology. Why? <laughs> a medical man such as myself wonders abound, and here I worried I had been abducted by common street thugs. Ah, uh, this place then? This is your laboratory? I had wondered, as clean as it is, and with such little trace of pestilence here. The pestilence? What do you mean? The scourge! The great dying! Come now, you know, the, uh, what is it they call, the, the, uh, no matter, the pestilence, yes, it's abound outside these walls, you know, so many have succumbed, and many more will continue to until such a time as a perfect cure can be developed. Fortunately, I am very close. It is my duty in life to rid the world of it, you see. The cure to end all cures. When you say the great dying, are you talking about the bubonic plague? I don't know what that is. I see, right. Well, the entities our agents encountered at that house, they were dead when you encountered them, yes? And you reanimated them? Um, in a manner of speaking, you see things too simply, Doctor. 
expand your horizons, life and death, sickness and health. These are amateur terms for amateur physicians. There is only one ailment that exists in the world of men, and that is the pestilence, and nothing else. Make no mistake, they were very ill. All of them. You think you cure those people? Indeed. My cure is most effective. The things we recovered were not human. Yes, well, it is not a perfect cure, but that will come with time and further experimentation. I have spent a lifetime developing my methods, Dr. Ham, and will spend a lifetime more, if necessary. Now, we have wasted too much time. There is work to do. I will require a laboratory of my own, one where I can continue my research unimpeded. And assistance, of course, though I can provide those on my own in time. <laughs> I don't think our organization will be willing to. Nonsense. We're all men of science. Fetch your coat and show me to my quarters, Doctor. Our work begins now. End, End log. Interviewer's note. While the Doctor is able to communicate in a very human way, there is a strange sense of unease that one experiences when in its presence. Make no mistake, there is something very uncanny about this entity indeed. Additionally, we have confiscated that pointed stick that the Doctor keeps waving around. Part of this was due to the standard confiscation protocols for the possessions of anomalies, and part because the Doctor really is a menace, swinging it around like he does. The entity was displeased at first, but after we made some concessions in providing it with test subjects, which are admittedly more for the benefit of our own research, it's warmed up to the idea. Addendum 049.2 Observation Lock While in containment at Site-19, the Doctor has spent a considerable amount of time studying and performing surgery on the various mammalian corpses it has been provided. The Doctor will routinely spend several days performing surgery, and then, regardless of whether or not the corpse becomes an instant of the Doctor, spending several more days documenting its findings in a thick leather journal stored within its Doctor bag. The Doctor will often seek to share its findings with members of Foundation staff. The following is a log of several occasions during which the Doctor was observed operating on a mammalian corpse. Observational Log 049.0L.1 Summary Subject The Doctor Preface A subject, D85123, was introduced into the Doctor's containment cell. This entity expressed sincere gratitude towards all members of the containment and research staff. Observation Notes The Doctor began by asking D85123 several standard medical questions as it began removing tools from its bag. Shortly after finishing its preparations, the doctor quickly closed the distance between the two, killing the subject with a touch to its throat. Afterwards, the doctor made a number of considerable alterations to the basic structure of the subject's corpse, often introducing fluids from within its bag into the subject by a way of a hand-powered pump and copper tubing. The resulting doctor instance became animated, 
flailing and grasping at the walls of the chamber with a number of manufactured limbs while moaning out of an oblong orifice now present in its sternum. During this time, the doctor was observed taking notes of the instance in its journal, and remarking to the watching research staff about the efficacy of its cure. Security personnel entered the chamber to move the doctor back to containment and were attacked by the instance. The security team dispatched the instance and the doctor returned to containment with no resistance, stating that it was pleased with the results. Observation 2. The doctor was provided the corpse of a recently deceased goat. The doctor expressed gratitude at the provision. The doctor operated on the goat corpse for several days, eventually resulting in an instance of the doctor. The doctor expressed pleasure in this outcome, though admitted, The disease was still in its nascent stage. My veterinarian practice is rudimentary, but the patient responded well to the procedures. Observation 3. The doctor was provided the corpse of a recently deceased orangutan. The doctor expressed noted gratitude at the provision, due to the similarities between the orangutan and common human physiology. Observation notes. The doctor spent several days operating on the orangutan, reanimating it several times. However, the doctor appeared to be discontent with the results it experienced, returning to the creature three times after its initial reincarnation for additional work. After it was unable to reanimate the corpse a fifth time, the doctor turned the corpse over to Foundation staff for incineration, stating, I have learned so much from this, though I fear my early optimism was misplaced. I hadn't yet come across such a... A stumbling block on my road to the cure. More subjects like this would do a great deal in advancing my research. Observation 4. The doctor was provided the corpse of a recently deceased bovine. The doctor expressed mild annoyance at the provision, though accepted it nonetheless. The doctor spent several days operating on the bovine corpse, breaking only to dine on a requested dinner of thin crackers salted pork, and hard cheese. Beginning first by embalming the corpse, the doctor was observed producing a number of long syringes from its bag, each containing a different dark, viscous fluid. The doctor described these fluids as essence of the humors, and elaborated by saying, the pestilence may bring about a systemic imbalance. In such a case, before true healing can begin, one must find the humors in balance, or the body will reject the cure. Over the next few days, the doctor spent a considerable amount of time adjusting the organs of the bovine corpse with a number of large metal instruments. After eight days, the doctor produced a lightning rod, which Dr. Ham exchanged for an electric cattle prod attached to an extension cord, and struck the corpse in several locations. This action seemingly had the effect of reanimating the bovine which once again became ambulatory, despite the inversion of the head and reorientation of its limbs. Follow-up interview. Begin log. We've watched you work for several weeks now, and honestly, I'm not sure I understand what you're doing. Can you describe your process in detail? Oh, goodness, no. The process is most intensive. As I said to your assistant, the best instruction you will find about my methods are here in my journals, as I have kept exhaustive records of my work there. 
I see. My concern, Doctor, is that we still don't understand what you're seeking to cure. Or how it manifests. Or how turning these creatures into quasi-living, mindless drones help in that effort. You do not understand the pestilence? Even after all this time? Doctor, it is an unspeakable horror. One that has shown its true face many times before. And will again. I find myself blessed with the wisdom and good senses needed to root it out and destroy it. But many like yourself cannot. It is a cruel judgment, I fear, to be at the mercy of a disease you cannot fully comprehend. That still doesn't answer my question. How is your cure any kind of cure at all? It is a cure. You may laugh at my efforts if you please, but do not besmirch the good name of scientific progress that has developed this great mercy. What you so short-sightedly see here is a life better than any this creature could have hoped for, stricken as it was with the pestilence. This creature is now unclean, unable to spread the pestilence and free from the terror it would have experienced otherwise. This is hardly a creature at all, Doctor. It's not even... Do not jape me, sir. You and your colleagues are like so many others, unable to look past minor setbacks to see the salvation taking place before your very eyes. Do you wait to remove rotten timbers? Until the hall collapses on top of you? No. You find them, and you pull them out, and replace them with those untouched by rot. And most of all, you do not simply mock the structure because it now looks different to you. It is strong. It is free of disease. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to agitate you. I'm just trying to understand. <sighs> Yes, well, do mind your words in the future, Doctor. I am a professional, but even professionals may feel the bite of pride in dealing with criticism of their masterpiece. I will forgive this as an act of good faith between colleagues. Is there anything else I can help you with? No, that will be all. Another test subject on the usual schedule? You know my preference of subjects with more human anatomies. End log. The doctor does seem to genuinely want to help other humans, though it has not yet been able to provide a concrete example of what exactly it is trying to save us all from. I have watched it now over several weeks, and while the outcome does not seem to ever change, the doctor continues to claim that it is growing closer to its perfect cure. I think the entity may be more aware of the reality of these outcomes than it would like us to think. Addendum 049.3 April 16th, 2017 Incident Starting shortly after the Doctor's initial containment, Dr. Ham conducted a number of interviews with the subject regarding its anomalous properties, and over time began to note its displeasure with its subjects and the Doctor's instances. This continued for a period of several months, during which the Doctor never exhibited any aggressive behaviours. On April 16th, 2017, as Dr. Ham was entering the Doctor's test chambers to conduct another routine interview, 
The entity began to grow anxious and asked Dr. Ham if he was feeling well. Following protocol, Dr. Ham reminded the doctor that the interview was required, after which the entity became hostile and attacked Dr. Ham, killing him. Due to a lapse in security protocol, and because Dr. Ham did not activate the in-chamber emergency system, Dr. Ham's corpse was not discovered until three hours later, by which point the doctor had converted it into an instance of himself. In the aftermath of the incident, the doctor was interviewed by Dr. Theron Sherman. Interviewer, Dr. Theron Sherman, Site 42. Interviewee, The Doctor. Begin Log, Dr. Sherman. I need you to explain yourself. No response. You are being directed to explain your actions, and I will remind you that failure to cooperate will result in further restrictions during your containment. My actions do not need to be explained. Dr. Sherman, you killed Raymond Ham, and then butchered him, until he- Not dead. No, not. Not dead. He is- He is cured. Cured? Cured of what? The pestilence, sir. I had thought you, at least, would realize what luck it is. I have detected it before. What pestilence? You keep going on and on about this pestilence, but you have not once been able to properly identify this disease. What could you have possibly seen in him today that you had not seen so many times before that it would be worth his life? He... The pestilence presents and progresses in unforeseeable fashions and has a queer way of of creeping into the unprepared and call it what you want doctor it was a mercy i did to kill him he is cured he is a vegetable i i would not expect you to understand you and your your ilk have proven time and time again to be not men of science, but men of... of emotion. You cannot appreciate the horrors I have seen. Those many millions who have succumbed to the pestilence and been changed. Your cure cost Ray his life. No good, sir. I have saved it. You would allow this world to slip back into the... The despair of disease and death, ignoring that I have created a miracle, and... What disease? What pestilence? He was a healthy man! He was a good doctor! I am offering it freely to the afflicted. You are not worth this argument, sir. You are short-sighted and foolish. Dr. Ham was sick, and I... I cured him. I am the only one who can do this. My work must continue. There is so much still to learn. So much to... I've had enough of this. Consider your allowances revoked. Welcome to containment 049. Get me out. We're done here. So much to do. And others can be saved. Even you. Though you do not deserve it, might be saved. I can save them all. I can cast down this plague once and for all. I can do this. Only me. I... I... 
I saved. I saved him. Dr. M. I, I cured him. He was sick. I know he was sick. I know he was. And I, you, are all sick. But I, I can save you. I can save you all. Because I, I am the cure. End log. Addendum 049.4. Post-incident report interview. The following interview is an excerpt from April 16th, 2017, 049 incident report. The interview was conducted by Dr. Elijah Itkin and took place three weeks after the start of the initial investigation. Interviewer, Dr. Elijah Itkin. Interviewee, the doctor. Begin log. Dr. Itkin. Hello, doctor. We are conducting this interview to close out our investigation of your actions taken on April 16th that resulted in the death of a staff member. Do you have any comments to make? Only that I look forward to the day when you will allow me to resume my work. I have spent the last few weeks compiling my notes and constructing a new theory for how the pestilence was able to infect someone in such an insidious manner that I nearly couldn't detect it. Have you explained any remorse for your actions for the death of Dr. Ham? Ah, yes. Well, the death of a colleague is always regrettable, but in the face of the pestilence we must be swift, Doctor, and act without hesitation. Dr. Sherman noted in his report that you seemed to be mournful during your initial interview. Mourn? Perhaps. I had not thought that. It is lamentable that a fellow doctor became infected, but the work continues. Regrettable as as it was, Dr. Ham's death proved important insight. Living human subjects are the only way to proceed forward. I am decided. My cure is of little use on dead flesh, and I have gleaned all I can from your generous supply of corpses. My desires turn towards tending to those still living who suffer from the disease. I'm afraid... You're going to be disappointed. Oh, Doctor. I wouldn't be so sure. End log. And this concludes SCP-049, The Doctor. <laughs> oh, praise beat SCP-343. I we're out of that shithole. Really, it was a shithole. I prefer to call it an incinerator because, you know, it burns shit. Literal shit. And wow, it looks like we've been shifted to a totally different place. A forest. You know how it is here in the Foundation, right? <laughs> it might feel like a forest. It might feel like you're being stabbed. Okay, okay, the last one, you should probably listen to your gut feeling on that one. But it's not what it seems. <laughs> Look, stay quiet. Rest. You've done a fantastic job at deciphering those ciphers. But for now, relax. There's so much more to explore and become.